HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, a supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. For more information, visit Corin.com. Barryville is a hamlet in rural America, part of the upper Delaware River Valley in the western Catskills, but it could be anywhere. Barryville is the climax of civilization. Yeah, the Trump flags are flying, even as gay bikers are rolling through town. This is a hot take on rural America. And whether you're new to rural living, if you've ever been bullied or beaten up in the country, or live in the city and just dream of getting away, this show is for you. Everything's better in Barryville. Back, it's Mike and Johnny coming at you live via satellite from Barryville Diamond Ranch Studios. How are you doing, John? Oh my God, I'm so excited! And not only is it Mike and Johnny, it's Mike, Johnny, and Martha. The role she was born to play, our co-host for today. Welcome, Martha Wurzel. Thank you very much. Yeah, good to see you, Martha. This is great. This is great, Johnny. I missed you so much, and so much has happened since the last time I saw you. You, uh, how's the gig as town supervisor going? Whoa, uh, it's something. I mean, it's it's uh, you know it's a heavy lift at first. Change is hard, but we are having a great time. I love the other newly elected officials I've come in with. They're doing a great job. And we've been hit with uh, record snowstorms <laughs> <laughs> and all kinds of other crazy that we've inherited. And it, it, it's good. I mean, it feels good. I feel like we're all on the same page. And, well, you let, know, let's hear it for our highlight department. Because as usual, they are kicking ass. Oh, my right. God. They're amazing. Um, well, tell me, uh, tell me something optimistic that's happening to our town since, since you've taken the reins. Let's uh, start on a high note. Uh, well, I can say that there's a lot of new personnel. You know, we have a new uh, code enforcer and building instructor, Deb Dalto. She's doing an amazing job. Um, we have we have several new projects and grant ideas on the horizon. I mean, things are things are going good. The kids are going to get taken care of. There's a great camp going on this summer. Where we we're applying for some grants with uh, BOCES and, and Town Hall, getting our infrastructure worked on. You know, we have a really old, beautiful courthouse. But um, if we will let it go much longer, it might have crumbled into <laughs> sand. So I'm really excited well, that we're going to be working. On it. Town Hall could use a fresh coat of paint. Martha, what are you thinking? You feeling good since Johnny uh, has been elected? Oh, you betcha. Yeah? <laughs> you seen any immediate change? Yep. Yeah, yep. tell me. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, more people are going to the town board meetings than ever before. 
That's true. It's like a party down there. And it, it's nice, and, and, and we've, we've had refreshments provided by some well-meaning citizens, so that's fun to eat, eat and, and drink and be merry together after the meetings, too. Yeah, come for the code enforcement, stay for the coffee. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I, I am excited to be back. I am very optimistic that you're elected, and I'm thrilled to see Martha here again. Martha, you were our very first guest when we started And you were elected show. the best guest of last <laughs> season, so that's why you're back here, because yes. you're, you're number one. Oh, thank you. I feel, I feel the ratings are already just going to the roof, just having Martha. That's yeah. right. Uh, we, we can't even fight off the switchboard. <laughs> it's going nuts. It's All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we get to it? We have fabulous guests. We have uh, Martha's one of our oldest residents. We have our, one of our uh, newest residents, even though she's living in Narrowsburg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. We love it there. Um, just kidding. But, There's no uh, rivalry But here. Aaron Fairbanks was also the first director of Heritage Radio. Uh, we go way back. We were actually uh, drove around the West Coast in a van at one point in our careers. Maybe we'll tell that story. And uh, we also have Marla the Heron, uh, Narrowsburg's finest restaurant, going to join us. And um, Marla, Marla is like the birth of the neo-revolution of restaurants in the culinary experience here in Sullivan I, County. I got to so. tell you, I had the best dinner. I'm, I'm still buzzing from my holiday dinner. I mean, like I was saying, sometimes I'll go, I'll have the fried chicken, which is very good or the mac and cheese but uh, my wife is really pushing me to go all the way with oysters and the steak au poivre and the cocktails and this wine and I'm still buzzing from that dinner it was absolutely the best it's, it's it literally the gold standard it it's wasn't, so, it wasn't Sullivan County good it was good yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright uh, we're gonna be back with Aaron Fairbanks alright right after stick around Wow. And uh, during the break, we were talking about Martha's storied career as a bartender. That's right. She was slinging drinks. Where where were you slinging drinks, Martha? I was on, uh, at the officers in the NCO club on Cape Cod where Bill was stationed. And then where Crossroads is now, it used to be called the Blue Ribbon, and Debbie and Caesar Feltrin owned it. And uh, I worked there of, geez, all the while they owned it, four or five years. I oh. love it, and I, and you can feel it. I, I bet your voice just uh, radiated through that room. That's such a great classic Eulen uh, location. It, it was a, the Blue Ribbon for many, many years. Even when I was a kid, it was called the Blue Ribbon. And then it, after the Blue Ribbon, what was it? There, wasn't there something it in was, between? Yep, it was called Raspberries, Yesteryears, and then uh, Crossroads. All right. Wow. <laughs> Yesterday's raspberries and crossroads. All right. Aaron, we want to hear all about you. Okay. Uh, welcome to Aaron Fairbanks. Like I said, she was the first uh, executive director of Heritage Radio and thus formative in my life. And um, we, uh, we traveled the world together touring the book, uh, The Carnivore's Manifesto, with uh, the Heritage Radio founder, Patrick Martins. And Aaron is a newly minted citizen of Narrowsburg. But you know Aaron. <laughs> Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Right here in our backyard. I mean, listen, I am enjoying my time in Barrysville, and I hope to continue to enjoy it. So yeah. let's see what happens. Oh, here we go. We usually cast Narrowsburg as the heels in this operation. No, no, no. no, no. There, are, there are wonderful kissing cousins. So how, you, so how are you finding Narrowsburg? Tell us what uh, what's happened. What are the challenges of moving from uh, the big city here to uh you know, the promised land. It's a new kind of noise. We're living right off the 10 mile river. So I walk outside the door and I'm like, what is this rush of sound? And it's, it's water. And it's so exciting to see the river go like up and down each day, depending on the rainfall or the snowfall and then being out and about kind of meeting new people. And of course I'm super planner. So I have like a whole list of all the different spots I want to hit. And that's been exciting too, to just taste new stuff. 
what what are you what are you doing up here? Like, are you are you still involved in Heritage, or do you have a new project you're working on? No, um, for work right now. So I, my, myself, and my partner, we both are living the kind of remote worker lifestyle. I work for a company called Cook Unity. It's a creative platform for chefs. So I'm a community manager there. So I work with chefs all across the country building different types of programming and activities to help them get to know each other and to help their kind of culinary businesses thrive. I love that. And it, is it is it all like restaurant chefs and industrial chefs or is it is it also home chefs? It's a mix. It's all professional chefs, but we have we really run the gamut. So we have um, chefs who have businesses where they're a team of one and they sell exclusively on Cook Unity and then we have chefs who are a team of like over 100 and they're across seven different markets. But they also sell only on Cook Unity. And then we have chefs who, like Jose Garces or Esther Choi, who are competing on major uh, television networks, have multiple brick-and-mortar restaurants, and, and do all kinds of amazing stuff in the culinary world. So it it really runs the gamut. We get to work with lots of different types of chefs. And when you say sell off of Cook Unity, does that mean that, like, is it like a gold belly kind of service where they're selling their, like, food creations and, and shipping them out? It's really different, actually. So as a customer, like if you signed up to be right now a customer of Cook Unity, it's a meal subscription service. So each week you would say, send me four meals, send me six meals, send me eight meals. And you could pick from dozens of different chefs, from hundreds of different meals. But unlike a lot of those types of services where they've contracted with a chef to produce their recipe in some kind of like big mass market kitchen, each of our chefs are maintaining their own culinary teams. They're driving their own recipes. So it's cool because it's actually like getting to eat from a dozen different recipe restaurants without ever even leaving your house. And over time, we're expanding into new product categories. So things like sauces, spice mixes, and then in the future, different kind of like educational or entertainment content. So the idea is to be kind of a hub where chefs from all around the world can come, bring different aspects of their business to life. And really focus on the parts of that that are most exciting to them, not figuring out how to ship things to Utah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the gold belly thing. Like, how do you keep these fat burger steak fries fresh for exactly. three days? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we talk about this a lot. Heritage Radio really is a, a food radio station. That's how it started. We're always the outliers. I've always kind of <laughs> been that kind of I'm a oddball company, oddball. But you were <laughs> always in food policy. You're working in a kitchen uh, when I met you. And, of course, working for Heritage and running Heritage Foods uh, shop. What do you think? How about, how how long ago was that we started? Remind me. I mean, gosh. Uh, let's see. I started at Heritage in 2011 as a host, actually, and then as the executive director in, I think, 2012. And can you believe it's still still happening? I mean, it's I mean, the little little radio station that could. I mean, people don't understand. And it's you a let shipping this container. guy out of his cage? It's, a, it's, it's a shipping <laughs> container in the back of a pizza restaurant. That's how it started. And when I was there doing Patrick's show, that was the only show on. It was like Sundays. And we're just trying to fill up hours and hours, like talk six hours, one show. <laughs> I feel like it's one of the most exciting things uh, in any type of leadership role is when you get to be part of something from the very beginning and help build it and grow it. But then you... You know, the next kind of, you know, crew comes in and they take it like to a whole new level. Like now we have Johnny, right? Now we've got RJ who's just took over the helm at at Heritage. So I think it's like exciting when things continue and expand and just get kind of better and better over time. Well, I think Johnny's going to change things. Oh, my God. Hey, Martha, (laughs) if, if you could if you could call on one of her chefs, what would you want? What would you want delivered to your house that you can't make yourself? 
Well, there's not much I can't make. I was going to say, you put in the wrong category. That maybe you don't want to (laughs) make. But what's one thing you like to just eat and not make? Sour broughton. Oh. Sour broughton. Tell us, what is sour broughton? You don't know what sour broughton is? No. No, I'm here to learn. Okay. (laughs) And I like to use venison, but you can use any kind of beef, and you marinate it, and then you... uh, I cook it in the crock pot. Okay. And you, you know, you put uh, brown sugar in and vinegar and you just cook it for, in a crock pot for like eight hours and it makes a nice brown gravy and you serve it with sweet and sour red cabbage and potato pancakes. Sounds oh, very German. Potato it's very pancakes. German. It's, it's very yeah, German. Yeah. But potato pancakes, a house specialty. Mm. What else, what else do you cook, Martha? Um, just, just about anything. Like my, my kids say for, for a German girl, I do, um, Italian pretty well. I make a, a fairly good lasagna. Nice. So have you been uh, to every restaurant in, in Sullivan County yet? <laughs> Not quite yet. There's still a couple on my hit list, but I did just this last weekend have a really wonderful meal over at the River's Edge. Um, and I met their new... In downtown Berryville. Yeah, in downtown Berryville. Well, I had to prep for the show, guys. So you hey, know, hey, yeah, that's I right. was like poking into Those the are friends spot. of ours. Yep, yep. I went and got a haircut. We like drove over to the pottery place. I'm like, I need to bone up. I'm going to be, you know, hanging with the Berryville like <laughs> Illuminati. I, I want to hold that. my own. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what, did you have, what did you eat over at the River's Edge? I got the fried chicken, and my partner got the burger. Both were fantastic. I feel like I had heard on this show, though. I do have one complaint. I feel like I heard on this show, this very radio show, that they had two kinds of fries at the River's Edge. But there was only one kind of poutine. fry on the menu. Did you try the poutine? We didn't try the poutine. Oh, missed opportunity. I had that for brunch yesterday, and it was delicious. Gotta go back. I love it when our listener comes on the show. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, welcome. Anytime, anytime. You really drove me. You really drove me. And I met a wonderful woman, Sonia, who's the new manager there. And she said they're going to be putting a hot tub and a sauna in the backyard. So I feel like this is going to be my summer hotspot. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I met with the owner yesterday, and we were just talking about, like, what are we doing in downtown Berryville with, yeah. with everything. Disco parties. Yeah, yeah. There's like They're, they're thinking about a pool. Yeah. Um, Should yeah. I use its own for a hot tub? Uh, I not, hope I didn't get anyone in trouble. Not my job. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave that to the officials, please. The other officials. Not well, well, you haven't been up here in summer yet, right, Aaron? This is, you no, haven't seen our farmers first... market or... Uh, well, I caught some of the farmers. Well, actually, to be fair, the Narrowsburg Farmers Market is fantastic, and I was definitely shopping there to the very last day in October, and then of course for the Christmas market. But I haven't been over to the Berrysville Farmers Market yet. It's, it's the blue ribbon. It's really something. Yeah. <laughs> if I do say so myself, it's really something. But um, also, once you experience the river in summer, it's a it's a whole new guy. You know, like it it's a, it plays a certain character in the the fall and winter months. You know, and, and through the freeze and through the spring, but it really becomes a whole nother a whole nother creature in the summer. You're gonna love it. Right? Yeah, I, I mean I'm am I like, wrong? I'm like Martha, give me this some. Is her, you can you can hear and feel the river from where Martha lives. Yeah. Yeah. I live on I live um, my property borders the menacing battlefield. So I live on top of the mountain. Now I also heard on this show that that is a pretty haunted area area of Berriesville. Wow, you've been paying attention. <laughs> you have ghosts over by you? Not that I know. Not of. that you know. Yeah. You don't hear the musket fire. They do night. do a. You, no, I, I think you might be referring to the the um, the uh, 
county um, historian does a, does a, a, a ghost lantern tour at Fort Delaware, which is in your neck of the woods. Ah, but they also, my fort's messed up. But How they also do do a, you know they do a at the Mini Sink Battleground. They also did a tour of just like the facilities. But I don't. I doesn't feel specifically haunted. Oh no! Oh, let's no. take a hike up there. Let's oh, do it. Oh, oh no! I, Mini Sink is definitely haunted. It is a very 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 it vibes there. Very is sink one of those German words like kill, where it's like river and you see it every? I feel like I've seen a lot of sinks, but I don't think it means like it's sinking. Like what? What is a, a sink? I think it's a it's a Lenape name, right? Mini sink, but Ma- mini sink. Uh, the story though is um, the it was a late battle in the Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. um, and the New Jersey militia, meaning the good guys, uh, were ambushed by. Uh, redcoats and mercenaries. Indians were hired mercenaries. They were ambushed. Um, some 40-plus men died. They, were, they, were just, they left the bodies there for years and years yeah. and years. They were there for many, many, many Someone years. went to get the bones. They hired someone to get the bones and oh, wow. they got the bodies. And whoever it was, this is we're talking in the late This is the place you said isn't haunted, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah, the yeah, not, not haunted, haunted place. Not haunted. And, <laughs> oh, okay, and, okay. And, and they took the money and ran and the, and the bodies just laid there and the bones laid there for many, many years until they were uh, finally collected and interred. Oh, yeah. You can hear the musket fire at night, I'm telling you. I have to say one of the things that has been a big learning for us up here is pronunciations. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know if you're familiar with Cochitone. Cochetone. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that was shorthand for Cochetone. And it's <laughs> Yulin and not Yulan. And I will take anybody to task. It is Yulin. But you go to Monticello. <laughs> <laughs> I, will go, I will go with you to Monticello. Right. And, and Bethel was not Bethel. No, yes. yeah, yeah. Bethel's where I got Barman's foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so I'm learning, you know, it's a learning curve. And I feel like we've met some wonderful locals, especially like out, um, out hiking the trails and, um, on the Tustin Mountain and who have very kindly shown us the way to say most of the words that we've been butchering. Well, I love it. I, and it's so nice to have you up here, your, your heritage family and your new family up here. So thank you so much for, for telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do. And, uh, well, you'll have to come back sometime well, and all, hear about your summer river report. Oh, yeah. You, you know, all roads lead to Barryville. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. When we moved up here, I felt very confident that no matter what, we'd, we'd meet our tribe, we'd meet our people. And I met Johnny right away. And, and as it goes on, the world is small and you're here. And it's, it's wonderful. I can't say that I'm surprised in some odd way, though. I know, you know it, feels it feels like really a fit. natural. It feels like a fit. Well, I feel super welcome. Thank you guys so much for having me. All right. Well, thanks for being here today. All right. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with Marin right after this. Everything's better in Berryville. Everything's better in Berryville. Well, that was hallucinating and illuminating and. All those other things. Did you say hallucinating? Uh, illuminating. I, I some guy <laughs> Must down be that right. mushroom tea <laughs> Tiffany Diamond dropped off. Everybody's looking a little wonk-eyed. Is, is it just me or is, everyone, <laughs> is, or is everyone in like Sullivan County walking around stone these days eating gummies because now that they're legal, everyone in Peck seems to be bumping into each other? Uh, all, all two of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to judge. <laughs> Which again proves more to my point. <laughs> yeah, who knows? All right, why don't you introduce our next guest, Johnny? It's a hell of an introduction. Uh, This is one of the OGs of the food uh, culinary experience here in Sullivan County. One of the pioneers that I came up with when we first opened the Stick It In. Uh, Marla and Paul opened the Heron, and we've been a wonderful team ever since. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one half of the dynamic duo at the Heron, Marla Bucetti. Welcome, friends. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. It's so nice to have you because I, I truly do feel that, like, you know, there's many waves of Sullivan County. You know, there's been there's been huge, you know, 
um, huge creation and in, in, in um, you know initiation in like the twenties, the thirties, the fifties, the seventies, the eighties, and then we came in the you know the the early teens, I guess you'd say, right? We're, right. Yeah. You guys started around two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. We moved October two thousand eleven. And then when when did the Heron open? We opened in January of uh, twenty twelve. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Dead of winter. And you and Roswell took this really amazing grant class with somebody that was like tapping trees for maple water and, you know, some coffee people. And I I remember it was like a first class. And I think maybe the Stick It In and the Heron are the last men standing here. I think we are. Yeah. I think neither one of us got the grant. No, neither one of us got the grant. A lot of other people cash their checks, but you guys put in the time. And the money. So to what do you attribute your longevity in a very difficult restaurant? I mean, restaurants, no matter where you are, are notorious for not making it past the second or third year, let alone the first year. And you guys have been for a long time through a pandemic and in a place in the world that's kind of notorious for uh, businesses failing. Absolutely. I think that the reason why we've been around for so long is because Paul and I are always at the restaurant. I mean, we work really hard at keeping the place going. Um, and the customers, of course, but I think that hard work pays off and that we've, we've put the time in and, you know, people are recognizing that. Yeah, and it's, it is, it's impressive. And I've seen you guys sort of pivot to to serve the community in bigger ways. Like during the pandemic, it was a much different menu of like, here are some cheerful staples that'll drag you out of your misery of your house, you know, being on, on lockdown. And, and you really celebrated some, you know, staple favorites. But then I've seen, you know, your brunch menu is got a life all of its own, but the dinner menu always is adapting and changing. And it's like, it's like full shift. I mean, it, it's it's really seasonal, right? It is. I mean, there's a lot of staples on the menu. We talk about the menu a lot, Paul and I, like, what can we change? We can't change a lot because people will, like, there'll they'll be a, like, a uprising if we take <laughs> the fried chicken off the menu. So, you know, there's a battle about what that menu is every week. But, you know, the, the soups change, the salads change, um, the sides change with the seasons and... Um, and I could kiss you. You brought us the most treasured menu item, which is the pimento cheese. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, thank you for having me. Well, <laughs> we're just saying you were from Ohio. Yes. Now, was pimento cheese part of your, your no, youth? No, 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 not at all. Neither one of us, actually. We're both Italians. So everyone there's always no asks. There's no pimento cheese in the Italian no, no, it's like mozzarella, you know. Um, but everyone always asks us how, like, our menu does have like a southern bent to it, and we're not quite sure where that came from because we are—we both were raised, uh, you know, with pasta every day. Well, you know who loves fried chicken? Everyone. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I had for lunch. <laughs> not joking. But, but somehow I remember when we got up here and it was Heron the Heron, but you guys were struggling with just getting people to work. Absolutely. And finding help. Like, yeah. I think a lot of businesses have that trouble up here. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a real issue. I mean. It, it, and it's been an issue since day one with us. I mean, we always thought that moving up here, um, finding customers was going to be the most difficult aspect of, you know, moving to a small town where no one knew us. And it was the opposite. The customers came. The staff did not. Um, and we've been lucky over the past 12 years, but we still, I mean, especially since COVID, it's been, it's been a major struggle for us. I cooked in the kitchen all summer um, because we couldn't find enough cooks. So thank God I could do it. Um, I learned it quick. My dad was a chef, so I was comfortable back there. But working with Paul and I in the kitchen, um, not so great of an experience. Yeah, just in, just in general, <laughs> that, that spousal connection. It's like you stay over there. I'll be over here. We'll we'll meet after work. 
but it's still like it's good to keep separate but equal. One hundred percent. I'm very happy bartending. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you're great at it too. Everybody, everybody likes amazing. seeing you behind the bar. It's very. I think it's very important to have the front of house person that people recognize, that they know, that they feel at home, and like the fried chicken, people rely on it. You know, people want to come in and order the same thing. Some people, of course, will always experiment and you know, oh, you've got blowfish this week. Yeah, let's just try that. Let's. Uh, uh, but really, I want, I want, I want the steak au pop. You know, boy, do I want the steak au pop. <laughs> Um, but your blowfish is to die for. Johnny, how's, you're in business with your partner as well. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I mean, as much as I love my wife and we live in close quarters and we always get along, we don't run a business together. Oof, it's mm. it's something. Mm. I mean, Martha did it as well. You know, they ran... 23 they, years. Yeah, wow. they ran Tiffany's. Uh, and it was <laughs> it was like the high... Yeah, sorry. For, for, for those at home, Tiffany's was our prized, like, general um, hardware store that was lovely. But, you know, they you paid a convenience charge, so everybody called it affectionately Tiffany's. Yes, <laughs> so 23 but, years but you know what if you wanted something and we didn't have it we'd try our darndest to get it for you because we could order from just about anybody that's right and, and mm. uh, you know I had a lady come up to me probably about a year and a half ago and she said I sure miss the hardware store and I says well we do too and she says but I used to get my cakes there and, <laughs> and I says yeah if you ordered a cake from me, I would bring it into the hardware store and you'd get it at the hardware store, you know. So it was just, but we loved it. We loved working there. And uh, like I said, Bill and I worked for, he was there for 23. I was there for 22 and a half. Yeah, and it was amazing. I mean, because then you got to see Martha when you needed a screw or a key made or something. So that was the good stuff. Or a cake with a file in it so I can get out of jail. <laughs> You know, I did hear some rumors. There's, there, I think there's a hardware store coming back into town, which is super exciting. I really do hope that happens. I, yeah, I hope you have your, your uh, finger on the pulse, Mr. Town Supervisor. Yes, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say with confidence, it's, it's true. It's well, not just a rumor. Well, Martha, what do you think about this? People always say to me the things that we need here most are like a pharmacy. Yes. Uh, with a pharmacy in Narrowsburg, and that's Nutsville going over there, and uh, he keeps uh, the same hours as like an Italian pharmacist. Uh, well, you know, you're used to having a siesta between one and three. It works for you. I'm not saying. Uh, um, uh, but what, what do we what's, what do we need here in Barryville in, uh, in Highland, Martha? Well, we really did try to get a hard uh, uh, a pharmacy going here when when Vern owned the hardware store, and he had everything set up with uh, Bon Secours to help provide us with the with the uh, things that we needed. We couldn't get a pharmacist. Yeah, we couldn't even get somebody who would retire who would work a couple hours a week just to fill prescriptions. And we were even going to deliver because there are so many people around here, elderly people who don't drive. Yeah. You know, but we couldn't we couldn't get it off the ground. That reminds me when when we first started as a farm cidery uh, at the Stick It Inn when we we started doing the cider, I would drive around and I would go pick up Marla and Paul's pimento cheese and Bloody Marys because I didn't even want to compete in the food space with you guys. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on my friends that are really good at this already. We got Marla and Paul's pimento cheese and Bloody Mary. We got. Um, we had uh, Gravlox from Henning. We had uh, chicken wings and some salads from Amy Miller at Early Bird. So it was really fun. But it, I was so nervous to even put food forth because you guys were all such pros that I'm like, I'll just pick up my friend's food and this sounds better. <laughs> I was just reminiscing on my drive over here about those days because Molly used to work for us and she would do all the labels for you guys. And yeah, you would come and pick up the pimento and she keeps like the little score chart of like how much we sold. And the yeah, it was so great. And yeah, we always sold out of that stuff. It was, yeah, it was good stuff. But also, I mean, think about how wonderful, and Martha, you can probably speak to this too, like 
Highland and, and Tustin play so well together. You know, that you guys have a proper downtown and there's always been good restaurants in Tustin. There's always been other services that Highland doesn't have. And Highland has a lot of things that Tustin doesn't have, right, Martha? I mean, has it always been like that? Yeah. And when the schools, both schools are open, Eldred and Arisburg were arch rivals. And when things got really bad, we tried to combine the two schools together and Local people around here wanted nothing to do with it. Wow. They said, oh, no, Narrisburg's our arch rival. We can't, <laughs> we can't possibly, you know, uh, join up with them. And that's why Narrisburg, you know, moved out and went to uh, Sullivan West. Sullivan yes. West. Oh, okay, but Martha, you know, you're a loyal, loyal Red Sox fan. Yeah, Famously I <laughs> so. So what happens when Wade Boggs goes to the Yankees? What happens when Roger Clemens changes the color of his shirt? How do you feel about that? I didn't like it, and they didn't do very well with the Yankees <laughs> <laughs> Well, just a few more weeks to pitchers and catchers. So yeah, that's thank God. Hey, on, a, on a sad note, because we're talking about the uh, Hennings you mentioned, Hennings is closing. Yeah, it's, and, it's, a, tra- it's a tragedy. I'm sure t- Marla feels the same. It's like it feels like one of our like cousins is, is moving away or something. Yeah, because Hennings opened probably like a year after the Heron opened, and um, and we got to know Henning really well, and um, it's it's a shame, I mean, to think that he would have to close because they're raising the rent. I mean, it, it's outrageous. Uh, what I understand what their rent is, and I don't know what they think they're going to do, but what a cool location. Another place, another restaurant over a gas station near and dear. Yeah, all the finest places are at the gas station. <laughs> Did you see adjacent. the story in the New York Times? I, I sent it to you earlier about the great history of gas station restaurants in the South and gas yeah. stations where you can get chicken on a stick. You know, yes. I've had chicken on a stick at a gas station in and Mississippi. Pig's feet. And, and let me eggs, tell you, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, I will miss Headings because I mean, he's a guy with his own, I mean, I call it a garden. It's really a farm. Uh, you know, incredible. Uh, you know, growing, growing stuff. That's really what it's got to be up here, right? Um, and that's why I'm so supportive of the farmer's market. And that's Aaron's history as well, is to support local farmers. And we live in Sullivan County. Yeah. But and, and, you no know, better place for it. You know what's so cool, though, is that, like, with Henning and the Heron and, you know, us and, and, and all these other restaurants that were kind of came up at the same time, is that everybody really stayed in their lane. Like, Henning was like, I'm going to do trout, and I'm going to do trout, like, nine ways to Sunday. And Paul and Marla developed their staples too, and it w- it was so good because you knew you could go around and get something different, you Absolutely. know, at, e- at each place. And we were all always in support of each other too. Like, hey, I'll trade you, I'll trade you a bartender for two waitresses or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, we would always call and get permission before we would bring somebody else in. And you know, me kind feel of stuff. so old now. I know, right? I mean, like it, it, it's it's you know, it's a, well, it's, I, I it's, think we've turned a corner. You know, it's, I mean, it's, losing Hennings is terrible, but it shows that they were successful for so long before the rents going up. Um, that there is a willing public that can support Hennings and the Heron and Bakers and uh, hopefully the River's Edge. Uh, people want to go out and eat. They want to go out and eat good food. Good food. Yeah. Where do you Absolutely. go on your days off? Oh, God. We don't go anywhere. I mean, sadly, <laughs> I have to be completely honest. We go nowhere because we're exhausted. Um, but if we do go out, I mean, we used to love to go to Bakers all the time. Um, we haven't been in a while. Um, haven't checked out the River's Edge yet, been wanting to for a while, but again, um, you know, life catches up with you sometimes and I've had some health issues, so we haven't been out of the house much. But you look like a million bucks, I have to say. You are a true warrior. I feel good. Yeah, I feel good, really good. good. good, good. Um, but there are so many great places in Sullivan County. I mean, I, I can't even, so just for example, I'm sorry, I'm choking a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, Bakers, for example, when we first moved here. We didn't know anyone, but we would go to Baker's. Shane was there. Melissa was there. Um, we loved Baker's back in the day. Um, 
it's just a great feeling. And we've been, uh, I don't know the new owner's name. Karen Alex. Karen and Alex, yeah. yeah. Uh, but lovely. they've created a great environment. So we, we enjoy going there like on a Tuesday night for Taco Tuesdays. And that's our only night off. Yeah. I, love it. <laughs> I love it. It's absolutely best. And Carrie and Alex are uh, not just my uh, bartenders and, and chef, but they're my friends and neighbors now. And they're right next they're door. Right, right, yeah. right across yeah. the road. And But I love when I go there. I, you know, I run into lots of people. But the same last time I worked at Aaron, I, was like, I knew everyone in the restaurant. It was uh, that wonderful week between New Year's and, and uh, Christmas uh, when, you know, we cook a lot here at the house. But that was a week we definitely, enough is enough. You know, we kind of had an overload and went there. And we, it was the vibe. And we knew everybody. It was very much feeling the small town place but in a very honestly very sophisticated very lovely curated environment you know the cocktails are great and have I talked enough about the steak au palm um, yeah. but uh, never Johnny never but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel at home there it's yeah nice. and I love that I mean and I love that time between Christmas and New Year's yeah. too it's just like it feels like it's more locals it's more people celebrating um, more people coming together and knowing each other and that whole vibe of the room is like it's important. Are you kidding? The crazy world that we live in. We got through Christmas and New Year's is coming. and It, it was very optimistic just being there. That's a good week. That it felt, week. Op- that night, I remember, just it felt optimistic. And I was behind the bar after not being behind the bar for a long time. And it just felt like, oh, this is this is what it's about. Like, and that, you know, and that's why we're in the business. And Martha, I have to take you up there because Marla not only is it, makes a mean drink, and makes a delicious uh, salad, or I, I'm not sure what Paul had you on in the, <laughs> back there when you were cooking. But, salad station. <laughs> okay, that's what I figured. But um, but I will tell you, she decorates like nobody's business. So yeah. we should go up there for Valentine's Day and, and have a date. How does that sound? Oh, sure, sounds good to me. Since my husband can't take me anywhere anymore. All right, I'll I'll, I'll pick up for Bill. John, no I want you to take me to Three Wishes. Uh, I mean that. Do you ever <laughs> go to Three Wishes? So yeah, we love. Yeah. For, yeah, <laughs> wishes, love three wishes. I love Three Wishes love. as well. Yeah, they've got the escargot. My husband and I came to your restaurant right after you opened up. Oh, you did? Yeah. Many, like the first what? year? Yeah, yeah. Did you have a good time, yes, I hope? We, <laughs> yes, yes, we did. We did. Good. And the Thank food you. was amazing. Thank you. So, But like I said, we don't... Bill's, Bill's been in a nursing home now for over a year, so it's been tough. I totally understand. So I'll take her out. I'll show... I'll take her yeah. up there. It'll be I, good. <laughs> I, we just took... Well, Paul's mom is here helping us out for a little bit, so she took the Christmas decorations down for me. And then I just put Valentine's Day decorations on. So love is in the air at the Heron. All right. <laughs> love is in the air right here. All right. Marla's thank you so much for coming down. And, uh, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, you're getting, and we're going to see you real soon with Aaron. I hope so. Count on it. Ow. Everything's better and barely. All right, that was very groovy. Our guests are amazing today. We've that got, uh, was amazing to have Marla on. I really do feel like a, a real kinship with her. She's she's the best. As it turns out, those people from Narrowsburg are very nice. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as much dogging as we did on him. Oh! Well, you know, everything's better in Barrowville, John. You know, I'm, I, uh, <laughs> uh, it's easy to cast the people as Narrowsburg as heels. I mean, they have a main street. They have a sidewalk, for Christ's sake. Yeah, but Martha, this thing's been going on for a while, right? Didn't, yeah. didn't we used to rival those kids in school sports oh, and everything yep, else? Yep, we sure did. Yeah, and guess what? Who's the last man standing? We Eldred! <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, I'm should we do the good. news? I think we should do the news. And I also want to say we have one more special guest coming by is our friend uh, Mickey Finn, my longtime uh, accompanist and partner, pianist, uh, who most recently seen here in Barrowville at the Christmas tree lighting, the very first year that I did the Christmas tree lighting, um, my star. 2021? Yeah, was it not that long ago when we did Mr. Grinch? And Mickey's been on the road nonstop with Samantha Fish, the Samantha Fish band. She's a blues guitar player out of Austin. And 
they just got nominated for a Grammy. Nice. And he's been on tour, but uh, he's uh, stopped by today just because he loves Barryville so much. So he actually composed this original our original mu- news music. Um, I know it sounds like Hit it. Let's we hear stole it. it from like you know the Channel Five in 1969, but uh, <laughs> he actually actually wrote it for an old heritage news program, and uh, we we kept it uh, in the vault just for this occasion. So Mickey's going to be here uh, after we do the news, but uh, first. Well, the news. <laughs> you ready, John? Yes, I'm ready. Here we go. I'm John Pizzolatto, and this is the news to me. Straight from the pages of the River Reporter. Administrators and school board are responding to the state mandate that all schools transition from diesel power to zero emission school buses starting in 2027 and completing the transition by 2035. The mandate is part of the New York school's electric school bus roadmap, the first of its kind in the United States. Uh, And while I appreciate um, Kathy Hochul's efforts, I do have to say a lot of these are state mandates that that are playing out in small uh, communities like ours. And these are very expensive mandates. Uh, And so, you know, there's been a little bit of controversy with this announcement. Martha, what do you think about it? Well, I don't think it's going to be good for our area. Uh, You know, in the wintertime, those batteries are not going to have the longevity. Where are they going to get them, you know, charged? In the summertime, if it gets too darn hot, you got another problem with them. They might be okay in an area that is city or a suburb, but in the rural area, I don't think they're going to fly. And where in the heck is all this money going to come from? Uh, when I read in the paper how much one of those electric buses are going to cost, um, Way that's way over the budget of our school. Yeah, the the, the River Reporter um, reports that the buses, uh, with all the bells and whistles, come from one hundred seventy five thousand to one hundred eighty five thousand dollars an electric bus without added features as well, which all could cost up to four hundred ten thousand dollars. And there's not even a company that's making the electric buses for schools. It, yeah, that's the other thing too. Is I feel like the technology is completely not there yet. You know, we're still having a lot of trouble with lithium batteries. And while I want to be as you know green forward and you know pro pro environment as we possibly can be this is a little trifling and i i feel like the, i don't know if our governor has lost her buffalo edge or her, her <laughs> buffalo mentality uh, aside from the you know billion dollar sports stadium yeah which uh, and you know who's going to get left holding the bag for that mr and mrs taxpayer you know well, uh, <laughs> i i, I have to say we we just uh, you know i was up with all the newly elected officials in albany and our wonderful um assemblywoman aileen gunther walked us through the governor's quarters we got to visit the assembly floor we got to visit the Senate floor. It was really lovely. But I did want to hiss a little bit, I have to say, when I was in (laughs) Kathy Hochul's chambers. I really feel like we don't have... Uh, a lower Western New York presence in, in in the Capitol at this point, aside from our one wonderful assembly person. Well, I'm glad you hissed and didn't get goosebumps because don't don't get too ambitious, Johnny. We need you here. No, in I, Island. listen. I want to stay. We need you here in Ireland. No, 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 no ambition to to do nothing besides stay in low, low, low level. Town supervisor is not a stepping stone to uh, you know bigger and better things. Well, no, there, there's I mean, nothing bigger and better. Martha, haven't you been paying attention? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's right. That's right. Um, I do want to commend our our hardworking uh, basketball team, though. It, you know, they I, they they were recently defeated, which is not wonderful. They they lost to Livingston Manor, forty nine to thirty seven, but they did name the player of the game to be Trey Kaufman, 
um, from the Eldred uh, from the Eldred team. So congratulations to Trey. I want to uh, roll, roll back just for one second, though, John, because as a famous frog once said, it ain't easy being green. And I I, I agree. I'm all about, about the environment and all about clean energy, but. I don't think an electric bus for Eldred is going to save the environment. Well, and know, it's just, it's, I know it's got to be a slow turning of the wheel, um, but, but it's not re realistic. Well, the last thing that I want to happen, though, is that people actually criticize the Eldred school or the Eldred, you know, superintendent or school board or anything like that. They're just trying to comply with state mandates. You know, so well, well, Johnny, 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 can you hear that? Speaking of school buses. Is uh, that the traffic helicopter? I hear it. Can you hear it? That's, uh, hey, Tiffany Diamond, can you hear us? Hi there, it's Tiffany Diamond in the Berryville Radio Traffic Helicopter. I want to give a shout out to my girlfriend Martha. Hey Martha, why don't I swing by in the helicopter after the show, and I'll take you for lunch over at the Euland Country Store. Now listen, you guys are talking a lot about electric buses. Electric cars are okay, they're fine, but you gotta be careful with those Teslas. They're so quiet, you can't even hear them sneak up on you. And that guy, Elon Musk... I don't know. I just read he wants to put chips in everyone's brain. Let me tell you, I've seen that movie, and it doesn't end well. Hey, hey, Tiff, Tiff. Uh, maybe I can meet you and Martha over at the Euland Country Store. I just saw on Facebook that today's special is Cajun Shrimp Alfredo. Uh, sorry, I can't hear you, Mike. The helicopter's too loud. I'll be seeing you soon, Martha. Over and out. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, a supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. Corin is proud of their Japanese culture and traditions, but they want you to know that their products are not just for Japanese restaurants. Their knives and tableware bring out the best qualities of food from every culture and fit into every restaurant from French to Pan-Asian to American. And that is why they're located in New York City, where people from every country in the world come to eat. Corin's Tribeca showroom is home to the most extensive collection of Japanese chef knives in the world, including Japan. Stop by to view their exquisitely designed tableware and the rarest natural sharpening stones. They have a whole range of knife services from repair and rust removal to reshaping and realigning. Corin is dedicated to this ideal, bringing the highest quality Japanese design to your table so you can experience the unparalleled quality of Japanese craftsmanship in your home or restaurant. For more information, visit Corin.com. Everything's better. All right. Uh, we're back, except I'm uh, flying solo. Somewhere during the break there, Johnny got a call on his cell phone. Apparently some very urgent town business. So uh, our town supervisor had to fly out and uh, probably get a kitten out of a tree. I'm not quite sure where he went. But I'm here with uh, Professor Mickey Finn. Greetings. Mickey, uh, world famous, but here in Barrowville, famous for his star turn at the Barrowville Christmas Tree Lighting a few years ago when he accompanied me on Mr. Grinch. But he is also the composer of our news music. Mickey, it's fantastic. Thank you. I feel like I'm on Eyewitness News in 1977. That was what I was going for. So. Well, uh, you wrote this a long time ago for a... I did, yeah. It's... It's still going. It's amazing. It's... For, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we've been using it over and over and over again. 
Anyway, thank thank you for that. And uh, uh, since uh, Mickey's been here, and Mickey, me and Mickey have been playing together for years and years on book tours and rock and roll tours with my band, The Edison Rocket yes. Train, um, Christmas Tree Lightings. Yes. Um, but Mickey's been on the road almost nonstop with the Samantha Fish Band, uh, and now nominated for uh, a, a Grammy in, um, it's not the classical music category. What category is it? It's a Best Contemporary Blues Album. That's amazing. Yeah, for Death Wish Blues. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we'll find out soon when the uh, Grammys so, are announced. So, yeah, so that's why Mickey hasn't been at the Christmas tree lady. He got, he got poached by a Grammy Award nominee. Um, and you're on your way to, uh, your next gig is in Mumbai? Mumbai, Not yeah. the restaurant, right? The city. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the city in India. We're playing the Mahindra Blues Festival, which uh, is a long-running blues festival in India. I did not know they had blues festivals in India, but uh, yeah, they do, and um, we're going to be out there in uh, mid-February. Uh, I think the I will one. be there. Yeah, okay, great. I I'll think, see you there. I think yeah. Bollywood soundtracks could be like our next stage in our yeah, career. It's, it's actually at a Bollywood studio where the, the festival is, so it should be fascinating to see uh, how this goes down. And yeah. I, 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 we're going to take longer to fly there than it is uh, we're going to be there. So. <laughs> I love <laughs> your tour. And then you have to be in like Little Rock, Arkansas like, like the next day. Yeah, we're, we're back on the, on the Southeast tour, so... Um, head will probably be spinning from the time changes and, uh, but it's life on the road well I'm going to come see you in uh, Newton, New Jersey it's in March that's the closest yes. you're yes. coming to Barryville yes. we're going to be very close by Barryville so um, yeah we'll, we'll see you there hopefully I'll see you there and I have a feeling you're going to be like playing at Bethel next summer I, I just have a feeling you're coming around this way but so. tell you what why don't we for old time's sake why don't we uh, uh, get into the Studio B the recording right. the recording set, uh, studio here at Diamond Ranch let's play some of those old fashioned dirty blues like we used to do let's do it alright let's do it Mickey Finn, everybody. All right, we're in Studio B, getting ready to roll like a big wheel. Ready, Mickey? Let's do some of them dirty blues.
All right. Uh, Mickey Finn, thank you very much. And uh, good to see you again, buddy. And don't forget, Mickey's out on the road with the Samantha Fish Band. They're absolutely fantastic. They will be coming to Newton, New Jersey, not too far from Barryville, on uh, March 17th. Uh, but they're also going to be appearing at the Beacon Theater in New York City with the Kenny Wayne Shepherd Band on March 15th. And I see they're coming to Bethlehem, PA. Check out SamanthaFish.com for all his dates. Mickey, great to see you. Thanks to Marla from the Aaron for coming by. Uh, we'll see everybody at the Aaron for the Steak Up Hob and so much more. Thanks to Aaron Fairbanks, my old buddy. Please check out her website, uh, cookunity.com. They're a fantastic uh, meal service. I know everyone's going to dig it. Thanks. Very, very special thanks to my favorite person, Martha Wurzel. Thank Johnny. Uh, he just got a note here. Apparently he's out rescuing a cat for real, although it's not quite clear whether it's his own cat, Francois, or uh, someone else's cat. But nonetheless, since he's become town supervisor, it's become very, very obvious that he's a very hands-on kind of guy. He's the kind of guy you can call uh, for pretty much whatever you need. Johnny, thank you for everything you do, but most of all, thanks everyone who's listening and who's made us the number one podcast in Perryville and beyond. We love you all. Uh, for Johnny and Martha, this is Mike Edison. We'll see you all soon. Everything's better in Perryville. show is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.